0: thankful for the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, and uh, very thankful that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for sin, and that the blood of Christ Jesus Christ can cleanse us from yes. all sin. First John 1.7 says, Lily, thank you for a reminder. I've asked Lily to be one of the participants in our uh, Christmas musicale there on the 10th uh, Sunday evening, and so uh, those that play piano instruments, want to get together with a either sing a solo or or a special Christmas song. Uh, Families, whoever would like to get together, uh, please see Josh about that. And we're putting all that list together. That'll be the Sunday night service on December the 10th. December the 10th. All right, tonight, take your Bible, please, to turn to the book of Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. Dr. Comfort will be preaching next Sunday. I'm delighted for that. I uh, texted him this week, and he's down in Gainesville, Florida, and preaching. And uh, asked him if he would preach next Sunday. He looked forward to the opportunity. I'm glad that his health is doing better, so that he can uh, preach. He'll be preaching uh, Sunday morning and Sunday night next week. I wanted to preach on uh, the subject of a gratitude attitude. Someone has said that when gratitude dies on the altar of a man's heart, that man is well nigh hopeless. Someone has said that gratitude is something when you leave it out, it spoils all of life. Now, some of you getting ready this week to prepare a meal for Thanksgiving. And there is something about following a recipe. Some of you don't have to, but if you leave out certain ingredients, the rest of us can tell it, okay? Some of us can tell it. Um, I read this week, Alexander White, W-H-Y-T-E, was a Scottish preacher. uh, And uh, he always started every prayer for every service. He always started the prayer with thanksgiving to God. He was thanking the Lord for something at the very beginning of his opening prayer in every service. One day it was very cold. It was a miserable day in Scotland, and, and the parishioners were wondering, what, what is he going to thank the Lord for today? And so uh, Pastor White bowed his head and said, Lord, I thank you that every day is not like this. <laughs> what are you thankful for today? As we've been preaching through the book of Philippians, we realized that the theme was rejoicing or joy, and you can mark that every time that Paul mentions that in the four chapters. We're going to get to uh, chapter four and verse four, uh, probably after the first year, I'll preach some Christmas messages in December And then we'll go uh, back to the book of Philippians again. But uh, it's all about joy and rejoicing. And yet he says in verse 3 of chapter 1 of Philippians, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy. And here he's mentioning joy. And the joy and thanksgiving seem to go together. Joy and thanksgiving seem to go together. He said, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Uh, In a a few weeks, we'll get to chapter 4. And in chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, he says, Be careful for nothing or don't be anxious or worry about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication. And notice he says that not just prayer and supplication, but with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And when you do the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep or guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So he's got this letter that he's writing to the church at Philippi is actually a thank you note for gifts that they've sent to him. So he's writing a thank you note to him and in the midst of thanksgiving to God, he says that we're to rejoice and be joyful. And I said, I think that those two, rejoicing and thanksgiving, go together. A gratitude attitude. When each of us look back on our own life and think about the number of times that we didn't thank the Lord like we should. Someone says that the Bible does say, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And if you want to know the will of God, some of you say, uh, preacher, I'm praying, about the will of God. Here's a verse that actually says, this is the will of God, that in everything we're to give thanks. And uh, someone has said, I can give thanks in anything, but sometimes it's hard for me to give thanks for everything. What are you thankful for tonight? I uh, realize that in our country, we're living in a time when people are not thankful. People are not raised in homes where people uh, thank other people. I, I can tell uh, when I pastored, this is my uh, 40, let's see, I started in 82. So you figure out the math. I'm getting old. I can't, I can't take my shoes off tonight. Uh, and, but, uh, and the different churches that I pastored, I can tell people who were brought up in a home where they were taught thankfulness. Not just by the cards that you received, Uh, that are thank you notes, but I can tell people that know how to say thank you and not thanking just a person. Cortin Boone said that so many people, when she began to speak uh, around the country, would say, thank you so much, thank you so much, thank you so much, and she would say back to them, thank you, thank you, thank you. She'd repeat it three times. And then she said, I'd go to the Lord every night and say all of those thank yous that people gave me, Lord, I'm giving them to you because it's actually Thanksgiving to my Lord for what God allowed me to do that day. As I looked at Romans chapter one, Romans chapter one tonight, I, uh, someone mentioned uh, Romans chapter one today. And I thought about this particular text in the reprobate mind, given over to the reprobate mind and men who live uh, as if there is no God. It says, because that when they knew God, verse 21, Romans 1, they glorified him not as God. And then these next three words, neither were thankful. We're living in the last days. I believe we're in the last of the last days. I believe Jesus could come back tonight. He's coming at any moment, the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we look at what the Bible has to say about the last days in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous or dangerous times shall come. We're living in that kind of time now. And there are 18 things that are mentioned in that passage. I did a study several um, years ago on, uh, and preached it on Wednesday night, taking those 18 things that are mentioned there, describing the last days and looking at them. And as we look at that last days, it says in verse 2 of chapter 3 of Second Timothy for men shall be lovers of their own selves. I believe that's the overarching uh, characteristic of the end times. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. But then he describes what that looks like. He said they're covetous, they're boasters, they're proud, they're blasphemers, they're disobedient to parents, and then the next one, they're un. Thankful, unthankful. How many times does an unthankful heart characterize my own heart? David in the Psalms, in Psalm 18, verse 49, Pastor Capel, I hope you'll be feeling better by Wednesday night. He talked to me last night about uh, some of the texts that he's going to share on Wednesday night uh, on the uh, pie and praise night and some Opportunities for what we call popcorn testimonies—just get up and thank the Lord quickly for something—and then He's going to give some passage of Scripture. And David said in Psalm eighteen, verse forty-nine: "Therefore will I give thanks unto the Lord, uh, unto Thee, O Lord." And over and over, Psalm ninety-two, one and ninety-five, two, we look at that, and then Psalm one hundred. We often read that as a family. Psalm one hundred on Thanksgiving Day and we talk about uh, giving thanks to God, the Psalms are filled with it, and you just can underline it over and over again. I don't know all the passages that Pastor Capable will use Wednesday night, but over and over again, it talks about, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. That is repeated over and over and over in the Psalms. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever I uh preached on Nehemiah and may do it depending on how long the interim goes we're we're praying uh, Pastor Diedrich told me that I 'd be here six to eight weeks, and this is fifteen, so uh yeah, the longer it goes, you' all are saying, please, Lord, give us a pastor uh, but uh several years ago, I preached on Nehemiah, and we may preach on that i i've written down some things that I'd like to preach on, the character of God in Job and uh, what it says and uh, God teaches us. By the way, God is the central figure of every book of the Bible. I hope you know that. God's a central figure, even in Esther, when his name's not mentioned. He's the central figure. But I think about uh, Nehemiah, how that he put certain people, when they, they worship toward the end of the book of Nehemiah, he put certain people in charge of thanksgiving. Would he put you? I'm not talking about the Thanksgiving meal now. I'm talking about the giving of thanks and leading and worship. When we worship God in Thanksgiving, would he say, i tell you, I'll pick so and so and so and so and so because those people are the kind of people that I want to be in charge of Thanksgiving and worship. Nehemiah chose certain ones for the giving of thanks. Here in this passage in Philippians chapter 1, he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. But that's a characteristic of the Apostle Paul in his his writings. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 16, the book just before the book of Philippians, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 16, he says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you, In my prayers, the greatest way we love each other is praying for one another. And as we love each other in prayer, we can do it with thankfulness for God giving us not only his son, but giving us each other. And in Colossians, the the book right after Philippians, notice again the characteristic. This is not something new that he just mentioned in the book of Philippians about a gratitude attitude. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 3 says, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ praying always for you. So he, it, was a, it was a constant thing of, of praying and praying with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, I'm the Apostle Paul again. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, he starts that letter off. He says, Paul and Sylvanus and Timotheus or Timothy unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God and the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and peace from our God and our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2, we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. This, this is something over and over again. He's writing to different, these different churches and he's using the same thing, 2 Timothy chapter 3 in verse 1, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, again, a gratitude attitude. He says this to young Timothy in Second Timothy 1, 3, I thank God whom I served from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Night and day, he said, I'm giving thanks for you. How about our prayers for each other? Are we praying with thanksgiving for each other? One of the evidences of the filling of the Spirit of God, being controlled by God's Spirit in Ephesians chapter 5, in Ephesians chapter 5, we realize that the, one of the evidences of that filling is a gratitude heart, a grateful heart. Look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. And be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be filled or controlled with the Spirit, speaking yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. We've already preached on that on, on Sunday evening about singing uh, on one of the one another passages. But it says uh, that... Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord uh, Lord Jesus Christ. So here again, a part of the evidence of being filled with God's Spirit is a gratitude attitude. Are you filled with the Spirit of God? Do you have a gratitude attitude? In Colossians chapter 3, a parallel passage I like it because it parallels the filling of the Spirit with being filled with God's Word or letting the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. And in Colossians chapter 3, we find beginning in verse 16, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Notice this giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So when the word of Christ feels at home, dwells in us richly, then it's going to be a gratitude attitude in our heart, just like being filled with God's Holy Spirit. In uh, chapter three there of Colossians, there's other Uh, verses as well that we could look at. Notice it says in verse 10 of chapter 3 and and he put on the new man. So part of being uh, putting on the new man is this gratitude attitude. Putting on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Verse 12 put on therefore as the elect of God holy and beloved bowels or compassion of mercies Kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, that's the putting up with each other, warts and all, and forgiving one another. that That was two separate messages on forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity or love, which is the bond of perfectness or unity, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you're called in one body and then the last four words and be ye thankful. And be ye thankful. I thank the Lord tonight for my Savior, the Lord Jesus. Uh, January 29th, 1971, I knew about him. I didn't know him. I knew about religion. I didn't have a relationship with him. And that night, uh, at age 20, I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And I can say tonight, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. For his unspeakable gift. I'm thankful tonight for the grace of God. Um, He knew me. He knew what I was like, and yet he loved me. He loved me, and by his grace, he drew me to himself. I'm thankful for his salvation, and we sang tonight, Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. I like to sing that song often at a time when we have the Lord's table. I'm thankful for his salvation. I'm thankful, as Lily reminded us tonight, about the blood of Christ. I'm thankful for his blood tonight. I'm thankful for his word. Oh, I'm thankful for the word of God tonight and how God works through something that is sharp and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, and how that God has used it in my life many times and how that over and over and over again, he's taken the spirit of God and he's pierced my heart with the word of God to draw me closer to the son of God. Thank you, Lord, tonight. Thank you for his justification. That tonight, one day, 52 years ago, I was declared righteous before God. In a moment in time, a legal act, uh, spiritually, he justified me. I'm thankful for his redemption he bought me back out of the slave market of sin. That picture over and over in my mind as I read it and have studied it for years, I grew up in Somerville, South Carolina, right out of Charleston. I've been to that slave market down there. And I'm thankful that I was a a slave to sin, but now a slave to righteousness that he has redeemed me and bought me back. Bought me back. Paid for me with the precious blood of Jesus. I'm thankful tonight for his reconciliation. I was an enemy against God. And he has reconciled me to himself. Now that relationship is what it ought to be. And if it's broken, when I sin, I break fellowship. But I still belong to him. And if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I never had a brother. Uh, I've got two sisters, two younger sisters. We talk on the phone Monday through Friday. I call them. One of them lives here in Rutherford, in North Carolina, moving back to Somerville. They're retired. Uh, sister in Irmo. I never had a brother, but God has given me a great family of brothers, brothers and sisters in Jesus. And I've been adopted into his family. I was grafted in. I was adopted into his family. And I can sing as Judson came the other day and wanted, to, he was, uh, we wanted him to lead some singing at the church. He said, could we change the fellowship song to the family of God? And I said, absolutely. And I'm glad tonight that we're a part of the family of God tonight. We're in his family. Praise the Lord. Our theme verse at the church where I pastored for nine and a half years in Whiteville, North Carolina. Get on 74 and just keep rolling toward Wilmington. And you'll come uh, to a place called Whiteville, North Carolina. I tell people it's on the other side of Resume Safe Speed. And uh, right right there, that small town over there, that uh, Victory Baptist Church, our theme verse was 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm so thankful. I'm on the winning side, yes. and I'm thankful tonight for the winning side. I'm thankful for my wife Linda. Uh, when my wife died thirteen years ago, my friends have all told me that man, my face was drawn back, and I uh, I was I was a mess. I mean, I could, knew how to make, open a can, something of cottage cheese, and I could open a a can of peaches. Is that right, Linda? That's about it, wasn't it? That was breakfast, lunch, and supper. And uh, God brought Linda uh, from Batavia, New York, to Sweetwater, Tennessee, her husband passed away of cancer, the same cancer my wife died from. She moved to be with her sister in uh, Rock Hill. They live, her sister and brother-in-law live four doors down from us now in the house where we live now. They went to Southside Baptist Church, a great church, Brother Walters. I I was I worked for Green Funeral Home part-time, still work for him. And I worked the visitation a couple of weeks ago when Pastor Walters, who preached over in chapel here at Ambassador not too long ago. But uh, nearly 83 years of age, he passed away and he used to pastor Southside Baptist Church for many years in Rock Hill. And that's where her family, her family, Linda's family goes to church. A good church. And Linda went there for five weeks. But then she said, this is a great church. I'm sitting by five grandkids. I'm sitting by my son and daughter-in-law. But there was a uneasiness that maybe I need to visit another church. And she came over to Harvest Baptist Church. I, I mean, we'd been, to, we'd been together since then, several times the south side of the same church. Brother Walters has called us up to pray in services back when he was pastoring. But I realized why she was dissatisfied. She needed to come to where I was going to church. And uh, I'm very thankful to God tonight for Linda. Yeah, you know I told you that she prayed that maybe even God would give her a pastor uh, that she and Mike were married 39 years and that maybe even God would give her a pastor and I said here I am Here's the answer to my to Linda's prayers and she says I should have prayed more specifically <laughs> I love it. When I married Linda a little over 10 years ago, I got a great big family. She's got 15 grandchildren. Five of them are married. We've got the fourth great grandchild on the way. We'll be all, a bunch of us will be together on Saturday together and to That's a gift from God. That's a gift from God. I'm thankful for spiritually minded people who have in the past and are still investing in my life. I'm thankful for people who will be willing, are willing to confront me over things that I need to get right with God about. Who love me enough to say that doesn't match up with the scriptures. I'm I'm thankful for people who encourage me to keep on keeping on. For those that desire for a man soon to be 73 years of age to say, brother, keep on. I pray that you finish well for the Lord. People who are invested in my life and are still investing in my life today. I'm thankful tonight that God is not finished yet. I pray probably the number one prayer request that I pray with people and prayed with some this week about It's Lord pray for some of my family members that are away from God. They maybe made a decision in a camp years ago or they uh, 10 years of age and they got it in front of a Bible. But uh, I mean, some of them, as far as church is concerned, the FBI couldn't find them. And I tell them the last chapter hadn't been written yet. Philippians 1, 6, we saw that same passage, Philippians 1. He that hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ, and what he started, he will finish. He's making us more like himself, often using troubling times to make us God-dependent. I'm very thankful tonight that God is not finished with me yet. I'm thankful for the bounty of God's provision. In Philippians chapter 4, familiar verses to many of you. He says in verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He didn't say I'll supply all your wants. I have semi-retired uh, May the 21st. I've pastored most of the time small Baptist churches. Um, I tell people that in small Baptist churches, sometimes you have to give your tithe on Sunday, so they'll have something to pay you on Monday. And the the and I'm thankful to do that. I'm very thankful for what God has done. Uh, it's just been a blessing to serve, and still is. Uh, but I There are several of my friends opted out of Social Security. I did not. I had already worked as a civil engineer for a long time. But uh, some of them, they hardly are having trouble paying their light bill today. And so when I semi-retired, I just asked God, I said, you're going to have to meet our needs. We're totally dependent upon you. Um, Social Security, whatever you call that and how long that'll last, uh, I don't know how long that'll last. I don't think even Biden knows how long it'll last. But anyway, it, uh, uh, it's not meant to be the income you live off of. It's supposed to be a supplement. That's right. And so uh, I haven't found anything else to supplement with it except the grace of God bringing us to this fine church and the uh, interim pastor ministry that we're involved with. We love that. But I can tell you something. You can look at me. I hadn't missed any meals. Linda's fixing more than open canned peaches and uh, cottage cheese. I I tell her now, please no more cottage cheese. (laughs) Before I met her, that's all I ate. God's graciously supplied. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 are my favorite chapters on grace giving. In verse 8, verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things, look at the number of times he used the word all, in all things may abound to every good work God supplies He meets our needs. Verse 11, being enriched in everything and all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. Seeing God continue to meet our needs causes us to thank him. And if he doesn't meet our needs, we'll thank him too. Because he's, he's promised to take care of us Sometimes we might spend something on something. I I tell people, you go to a house and they say, Preacher, can you help pay our electric bill? And I see a television, big as that television right over there. Where are you getting it from? Uh, Aaron's rental. We're paying monthly uh, on it. Uh, uh, Preacher, could you help us pay the electric bill? I said, have you made any purchases lately? Yeah, we just bought $250 tickets to see a country music concert in Myrtle Beach. Uh, But we can't pay our electric bill. Sometimes we misappropriate funds in the wrong direction. It might have caused some of that lack of funds in a different direction, but I'm thankful that our God, he supplies. He is the one who gives bountifully for food and clothing and shelter. And he says in Matthew six thirty three, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you, Matthew 6, 33. I'm thankful that God counted us faithful, putting us in the ministry, called to preach in 1977, and uh, uh, out of the engineering work, and I'm very thankful for how God has called us. I, I realize that whatever God calls us to, faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it, the scriptures say, and he's been so faithful. His mercies have been new every morning. Indeed, he has been faithful. I'm thankful for the encouragement of others in the church that we've had over the 50 years of being a Christian, of preachers who, I mentioned Pastor Fiddler today. Uh, uh, I'm going to just tell you this. Uh, he probably listened to this online. He, he's retired in Indiana. But most of his messages were written on the back of a napkin somewhere. But he got up in the pulpit to preach and fed my soul uh, And an independent Baptist church. It was the second independent Baptist church I'd been a part of, Orangeburg Baptist Tabernacle. In Orangeburg it was the first time that we were uh, members of an independent Baptist church. And then going over to the little town of St. Matthews and joining that church that started in a house. Pastor Fiddler said, would you like to go along with me on visitation? I said, I'd love to. And he taught me how to lead people to the Lord. He taught me about the importance of prayer. We were building a a building. I told him in the discipleship class today, we were building a building. I took a week off from work as an engineer and a bunch of us got up there and we put a roof on, on a new church building and put shingles up there. I don't want to do it again. But somebody drove by, and, uh, and he was a disabled guy. He was, uh, he was a daddy of one of the men that was in the church. And I said, uh, Brother, good to see you down there. I said, Why did you come by to see us? He said, I came up here to see Fiddler on the Roof. A preacher was up on the roof. He said, I came to see Fiddler on the Roof. But that man invested in my life. He took time. I was called to preach under his ministry. That church today... Calhoun Baptist Church in St. Matthew's, Katie Pate, Josh Pate's wife, grew up in the church that she grew up in. Pastor Wagner is now the pastor of the church where I was called to preach there in St. Matthew's. People who have encouraged me through the years, people who spent time with me in discipleship Met with me one on one and took the Bible and showed me from the scriptures, and we studied uh, how to grow in Jesus Christ, how to memorize Scripture. People who have encouraged me, things, people who have preached to me by the foolishness of preaching, how I grew as a Christian. I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for those who have trusted Jesus Christ as we preached the gospel through the years. Who are following Jesus Christ today? Some of them are in this church, and I'm very thankful for that connect. Some of them are on the mission field today. I'm very thankful for that. I'm glad that some of the ones we trained are now discipling others and preaching the gospel. In 2 Thessalonians, Paul said and I'm very thankful for how he reminded us of this in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. In verse 3, he says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, and it is meet or fitting because that your faith groweth exceedingly and the charity or the love of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Crossroads Baptist Church, you've been a blessing to me and my wife. And as I wrote down this week things that I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for you. I thank God for you. I'm thankful tonight for the very presence of God that's with us in this place. I'm thankful that he never leaves us. He's not forsaking us I'm thankful that he's near. Our God is near tonight. I'm thankful for church families, four different churches that I pastored over the 40 years. and Those church families, how they put up with a preacher, how they actually, God is working to build his church. He's the the head of the church, Jesus is. But did you know that God is working to build the man of God? He's building us to be God-dependent, to rely upon him, not on ourselves. I'm thankful for church families, but I'm thankful for my own family. For a mom, a dad who was saved at 51 years of age, the same year I got saved, my dad got saved. I'm thankful for my mom that came to my ordination service in July of 1978, who came up to me and said son I haven't told you this for years but I prayed that God might call you to preach one day she passed away in 2004 I'm thankful for our big family now with the 21 grandkids and uh, all of the different family members we'll see a, a bunch of them this week pray for that Some of them will have opportunities one-on-one with them that we don't get on a regular basis. I'm praying for one-on-one opportunities with you around this holidays that you'll have with family members and friends to give the gospel of Jesus Christ, to live out the gospel of Jesus Christ before them. You pray for some of the opportunities that we'll have as well. I thank God for that. and I'm thankful tonight. That God has bound us together as a family. That he called us. That he's predestined us to become conformed to the image of his son. And tonight I can truly say, Lord, I thank you, Lord. But I'm so thankful for all that Jesus has done and what he's doing. Because we have so much to thank him for. Pray that the gratitude attitude of our heart will never die. Let's bow for prayer. Lord, we come with gratitude to our Lord and Savior tonight. Thanking you for your reminder in the word and the book that we've been studying together in the book of Philippians. Yes, it's a, a book about rejoicing and joy but it's a book about thankfulness as well. Thank you for that reminder tonight. I pray that, Lord, you'd help us to be a grateful people, that, Lord, we, people would not say, i tell you what, looks like those folks are a part of the end times there because they're unthankful. Help us to, because of all that Jesus has done and all that he still is doing. That we can have a, a grateful spirit. Thank you, Father, for this church and what they mean to us, and just how you're binding our hearts to these dear folks when we are praying daily, sometimes several times a day, for the pulpit committee and the and the new pastor. Uh, we know that God, you've called us to an interim pastorate ministry. And this is the first one. And I, I know that God will give us another one down the road. Uh, but it'll be some sad goodbyes. I'm thankful for friends that we've met here and friendships that we've established that will last for the rest of our life. Lord, I thank you tonight. As Lily reminded us, thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you that you've washed us in your blood. And tonight, you have let the word of God by the spirit of God draw us closer to the son of God.